Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. With a mission of every woman being successful, Christian Women's Job Corps has been hard at work for 17 years, and they provide education, mentoring, a valuable helping hand to women who need it. Joining me now are Executive Director Lydia Tate and Sarah Aguirre, who is a program site coordinator. And it's good to have you, ladies. Thank you, Ann. Now, Lydia... I've been involved sort of peripherally with Christian Women's Job Corps since the beginning. Yeah. And, um, but you're recently on board as executive director. What, what brought you to this ministry? I am new. I came in in about October. And when I first found out about the job posting, I had no idea what a CWJC was and <laughs> did the research and thought, what an incredible organization. I want to work for these for these people and I want to serve these women and um, put my application in and had a great, uh, great conversation with the board. And they're amazing. Yes. Our board, our board of directors is incredible and they are so involved in the community. They care so much for what we're doing. And so Christian Women's Job Corps is this amazing organization that provides GED education and really essential job skills training, life skills training that help women prosper and help women transform their lives. And I couldn't be more delighted to be a part of it. Sarah, tell me a little bit about maybe success stories that you know of. I mean, and and also what brought you to Christian Women's Job Corps? I'll start off with um, what brought me to Christian Women's Job Corps. Um, it was back in 2015, I got involved with Christian Women's Job Corps as a participant. And I'm actually an alumni of the Career Track program. Um, shortly after graduating Christian Women's Job Corps, I went back to school, got my associate's degree at McLennan Community College, and transferred over to Tarleton State University to get my undergrad in social work. And I plan on going back in the fall. And I was offered a position here um, with Christian Women's Job Corps um, two years ago. And it's been a huge blessing to be able to receive but also give back um, to the women and see their lives transform for the better. And so um, there's, a two, there's two women I, I would like to talk about today um, who have really – ran with their dreams and are moving forward in life. And I'm just so proud of them. Um, one of our GED students 
Carly spoke at Baskets of Hope several years, a couple of years ago, last year actually. And um, she took a year off after getting her GED to pursue her relationship with God and did a um, discipleship training school at her church that she's a member of. And she is currently applying for the cosmetology program at McLennan Community College, where she will earn her trade and um, pursue her degree in social work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, And are there rules as to who can take advantage of the of the work there because it, is there any cost to the women involved i mean so, you talk about graduating you know is this like a school they go to or what uh, any woman over the age of 18 in mcclennan county can participate in mm-hmm. christian women's job corps of waco and it is completely 100 percent free our generous donors provide everything um, that we need to be able to equip these women for the next journey in their lives so is there is there a typical young lady or older lady? I guess it doesn't matter what age they they come to. You, they find they're kind of just stuck in a rut somehow with their life. Um, you know, is there kind of a typical person that comes? No, there's a lot of women that come from different backgrounds in life. Um, a lot of women are looking to improve um, their income. Um, We do serve a lot of women who are um, single mothers that are needing the extra income or, you know, furthering their education to provide for their families. Um, But the women that we serve come from different backgrounds and different economic and social economic um, situations that we are able to serve them and and help them, you know, reach their goals and um, their dreams of what they feel led to do in their life. So. Well, getting that high school diploma, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, it's hard to really get much of a job if you don't at least have that. It is hard work. I tell you, uh, some of the things that they're working on, I, I look at some of the equations that they're having to do and, and process. And as, you know, as a middle-aged woman, I would have trouble going back and doing these things. And yeah. it's, it's hard work. And they work really, really hard to achieve their goals. We have very dedicated tutors that help us out with anything that we need. And right now, everything is online, too, which makes everything so much more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and I would think a, a big part of, of what you do is that one-on-one um, meeting, you know, the relationship mm-hmm. that's kind of built with the women. And if they, you know, can't have that, it's, that's got to be tough. Yes. All of our um, women, either if they're in career track, they are matched with a mentor that communicates with them on a weekly basis and motivates them to get where they need to go. And our GED program, we have case management. We do case management with every participant in the program um, and we utilize a lot of our interns um, to help with the caseload. Yeah, who are your interns? Where are they from? They are from Baylor Social mm-hmm. Work Department. Mentoring is a really important part of this, though. Let's talk about what, what it takes to be a mentor, who you're looking for to mentor uh, your clients. That's what you call them, clients, right? Participants. Participants, okay. Yes. So basically for our mentors, we just require that they're over the age of 18, have a um, connection with a church, a local church mm-hmm. that are that's involved, and that they have a strong connection with God and have 
a strong relationship with God. Um, that's very important. Um, the Christian component of this is not just lip service. It's not like YWCA or yes. YMCA, you know, but the Christian part really Yes, that they important. actually have a solid relationship with God um, and that they're pursuing um, holiness and pursuing um, the things of God's heart and following the word of God and aligns with our mission um, and our values. Um, so do the women that come to be participants, do they necessarily need to be believers or no. you're just you're just helping somebody who needs some help? Yes. So that's that's for our mentors, our, mm-hmm. our participants. Um, there are some women that come in and they do not have a relationship with God and that is totally fine. Um, we still work with them, and a lot of times um, the women actually find God um, in their journey at Christian Women's Job Corps. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Um, how many over the years, I know you're not long on the job, but uh, how many women have been served through Christian Women's Job Corps? Well, Sarah, correct me if I'm right, but we just crossed the 500 mark wow, this correct. semester. Yeah. 500. 500 women since 2003. Do you hear back from your alumni? Yeah, actually, I'd love to plug this. We started an alumni Facebook group off of our CWJC Waco Facebook page, and we're trying to reconnect with all of them. We're trying to get back in touch with them. It would be um, great to see where they yeah, are. Yeah, and we've got mm-hmm. we've got a lot of them reconnected, and and they're wanting to give back and wanting to um, honor what they've received from from Christianism. Christian Women's Job Corps, and it's really incredible. So we are trying to reconnect with those alumni. Well, over the years, um, Bruce Keatson, my former co-anchor, and I would emcee the Baskets of Hope uh, fundraiser is an annual event. We loved, yes. yeah, to love this event. It's it was so so much fun. It was innovative. It was not like you know every other every other one, but it was a huge dinner, and um, you know, folks love to support. The work of Christian, because we would also then hear from some of the women who've been helped through uh, Christian Women's Job Corps. But with the pandemic, you know, things are kind of different. So how are you how are you raising funds? Because I know you obviously have to raise money. Baskets of Hope is always an incredible event and so full of just these vibrant testimonies from all these women. And, um, you know, an opportunity for the community to gather and to support a really great cause and to our to our sadness, we ha- we can't have it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it normally is in October, right? It's normally sep- in September. Uh, and oh, okay. so this year's date would have been September 22nd. Okay. So what we're doing instead is we're running a completely uh, remote campaign. We're asking people just to give. And that campaign has been going on since June 15th and will continue to go on until September 22nd. And anyone can give to the campaign at uh, WacoBaskets.com. And, and that money goes toward helping, but because getting a, a woman's GED, that there's a cost involved. Let's talk about that. So um, it's over 150. Really? Um, so for each exam, depending on the women, um, it, there's four exams that women uh, test over. Um, and each exam is thirty six twenty five um, per exam, mm-hmm. depending if the woman uh, passes the exam, she'll move forward and take and then the that's other. Another there's another five, fee, yeah. but if they need to read retake the test, it's an additional sixteen dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah. So, um, 
we we have sponsorships for GED to help the women get through the program. We provide all of the uh, materials um, from pencils to binders to books mm-hmm. um, and we, testing fees and testing fees, and also um, we do a practice test, and so those tests are six dollars a piece, and yeah. sometimes it varies on how many tests. The women are taking so yeah, some people aren't good test takers you know correct. they just have a mental block about taking a test and not that they don't know the material it's just hard to yes hard to parrot it back but uh, it's it's just a, a big thing to be able to help someone get over that hurdle of, of getting that that GED and about how many you know go ahead and say you know I did, I did this let me go ahead and get an undergraduate degree or let me get a certification or, you know, some sort of, you know, thing yep. like that. We've already had quite a few this summer that are that are going into secondary education really? over the summer. Um, and it's a really incredible thing to watch a woman go from not having her GED to being enrolled in college within a, within a few months. Um, oh, and how she feels about herself. Exactly. Amazing. And and so all of those costs, you know, what, what we put out there for the campaign is a GED scholarship for $150. Mm-hmm. That's a great gift. Like, that's an amazing thing that you can give to a woman. And life-changing. It's life-changing. Yes. It's absolutely life-changing. It is, it's a It's a leg through the door of a new company. It is a boost in your in your job. It is a boost to your self-esteem. And and a lot of people have just put it on the back burner for one reason or another for some sometimes their entire lives. Right, right. Yeah. And so, so who's the oldest person you've had go through? Oh, man. Oh, I believe 76. What? Really? Yes. There's been She a... said she always wanted to get that high school diploma. Yes. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing. To go you go your entire <laughs> life and go, "You know what? I really want to do this." Oh, uh, <laughs> so. the Christian Women's Job Corps, Pam Mahundro many years ago started started this here locally and uh, it was a passion of her her heart and uh, led it for so many years. But it's it's great, uh, Lydia, that you're stepping into that role now and uh, have great, Thank you. you know, great plans for the future. And Sarah, it's just all the all the good to you. I mean, this is great. As as program site coordinator, what do you do? <laughs> what what do don't I do? I do? <laughs> what said, doesn't what? she do? <laughs> She's amazing. I help um, coordinate all the classes. I do all the curriculum and program development. Um, I oversee the case management with all of the participants. Um, I supervise the interns. I coordinate with volunteers. I recruit volunteers. Um, I help um, Lydia with Baskets of Hope. So I do, Mm, I have many hats. That's (laughs) right. Well, you were just a a living example of what a great organization this is and, and the work they do. How can folks get in touch with you? Uh, through our website, uh, wacobaskets.com for the mm-hmm. fundraiser, cwjcwaco.org, and they can give us a call, drop us an email. They can find all of our information there. We've got two wonderfully updated websites that are ready to take your donations and take your questions and all of that and lots of information on there, and everything's set to go. And well, there's still opportunities for sponsorships, mm-hmm. just like in years past. There's an opportunity to provide laptops, which is imperative during online schooling um, and lots of opportunities to just make that dollar stretch right now and all and the really great part is since we're not throwing a big party 
all of the money is going back into our programs. Sure. Every last dollar. Right. This year is really unique. We can't be together, but by golly, we're going to fund these programs. Well, I sure hope people will step up and, and help Christian women Stay Winters in and going. step up, which is the name of the campaign, That's right? right? Okay. Staying in and Staying stepping in. up. And stepping up. So very good, Lydia Tate. Thank you so much, Sarah. Glad to have you with me today. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. Fall in Central Texas is always highlighted by the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. And while the coronavirus has interrupted, even disrupted, many things we take for granted, the stock show, the rodeo, is going to go on as usual. Joining me now is Sharva Ingram, who is Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo Vice President of Marketing and Sponsorship Development. It's great to have you Thank you so here much. to talk it's... about this. You know, when I saw the state fair, was like, we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. And what's so good is that now you've been able to pair, pair up with the state fair, right? Yeah, yes. So when the state fair announced that they were canceling, they they were keeping their livestock show going. Um, however, their grounds and where they hold that is a little bit more limiting than ours. Surprisingly, we've got more space and availability to kind of spread out. So, um, kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity where we could combine in order to create a bigger, better opportunity for some of those youth shows. So when those kids come and show on our grounds, they're getting a chance to show one day as if they were at the state fair and then one day for the Heart of Texas Livestock Show. So Incredible. they kind of, what yeah, an opportunity. They go one place for two shows and brings a lot of visibility to our livestock show and creates and gives extra people a chance to come and see our grounds all while we are still practicing social distancing and all the safe mm-hmm. and healthy guidelines that we need to in order to take care of our community. Well, you know, from my standpoint, you know, growing up, in Waco, you know, you have certain, um, you know, just earmarkers for the year, you know, and man, the fair in the fall, that was, that was one of the big ones, that and Halloween and Thanksgiving. I mean, but the mm-hmm. fair was, is that big of a deal? Um, so how is this going to be really changed for the general public? So it does change a lot of things. This would be our 68th year, mm-hmm. by the way. So um, started back in 53, which is pretty awesome to think about. But how it changes this year really is that there is no gate admission because we 
you have to suspend the carnival rides and some of the kid zone activities and those shows that we had outside. Right. Simply, um, that was a request of the city and the county because it was just too hard to socially distance, and those are high-touch areas. And so There's lines, people are standing in lines. And right. Yeah. So those are just in order to protect the community and keep the community as safe as we can. Those were things that we had to suspend for this year. So, But there will still be food off of Yay. Lake Air. We're going to have about 12... Um, of your favorite fair food trucks that are going to be there with all the good stuff. So you can pull in. And they're going to be there for the full, like, October 1st through the 18th, the same run that we're doing with the Livestock Show. So there's no, I mean, come every day, come so, once every other day. Do you have to buy a ticket to come and eat the no, food? there will be no, the only ticketed event will be the rodeo, the rodeo. and the, the bullfight. Simply because, um, A, that's the one thing we have going on normally, you know, if you had a fair ticket, also we need to be able to socially distance people with their seats. So the only way to do that is through selling tickets to get in there. What does the Coliseum hold? How many people? So it can, depending on what we're doing for a rodeo, it can hold about 5,500 to 6,000 people. Wow. So um, we are doing what they call pod seating. So when you buy your seats, you'll buy like you can up to 10, you can buy in a pod. And then that allows us a little bit more opportunity to seat a few more people in there and still safe, safely social distance people. But um, it'll probably mean somewhere around 27, 2800 people um, max capacity because we can do 50% in the Coliseum. Yeah, on a typical year, there are close to 200,000 people that come. Through the, the fairgrounds, fair. yes. Yeah. Like last year's attendance, we added a day and we went 11 days. And I want to say we were just shy of breaking a record at around 220,000 people. Oh, and when you think of the impact on the economy as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just everything that the fair brings to the table when it comes to uh, to the local economy, at least it's something's still happening. Yes, absolutely. So we've, we, we say it's about a $12 million economic impact mm-hmm. annually. Um, the event center as a whole is usually around $50 million with the different things that we bring. So it's obviously been a... Um, a tougher year, like not as much has been happening since COVID hit, but we're right, excited to be able to do something. You so know? many other events, big events and mm-hmm. things that have had to cancel mm-hmm. um, as, as a result. Um, let's talk about the construction, though. Yes. Big changes. I remember coming to the media luncheon, you know, every every mm-hmm. year ago and hear about what's going to happen with the fair this year and how things are going to be a little different and so forth. And, of course, a lot of big changes because of the construction. Mm-hmm. But kind of go through um, for our listeners, you know, what's being built and what all that is going to be used for. We can see it happening there on Bosque. And- Absolutely. I mean, I think every week you can drive by and see a little bit more. Like, they're ahead of schedule with the construction. They're doing a great job. They're working on paving out the parking lot now. Um, but basically, that's what we call our multi-purpose building. So it's the first phase in a multi-phase with the bond that passed a couple years ago to use the hotel tax and the rental car tax money in order to make improvements, not only for the county facility of the Exco Event Center, but also for Waco High and getting them a soccer field and a new track field and then also the Little League fields and It'll all come full circle. But this is our first big project, the multipurpose building. It's 80,000 square feet. About 56,000 of it is what I call transformable space. So it's basically like a big open box. There's air walls that can drop to take it down to six different rooms. Hmm. Um, But if it's all open, it's about 56,000 square feet, which means we can put about, I think, 12 full volleyball courts in there about six basketball courts so that we can host smaller tournament, like youth league, things like that. There's bowling lanes that are, you know, rentable. You can do all kinds of stuff, car shows, boat shows, holding conventions. You could even have a concert in there. Really, it's our 
we're calling it the pupil building. So where we have the Coliseum and the show pavilion, and eventually we'll have another arena um, where the animals, livestock and horse events and all that kind of stuff can happen. This building is really for the people. So we're excited about the possibilities and what it can bring and what it can do for the community with getting people to come here for like a weekend sporting event. It's upping the game for hotels even more and restaurants and all that kind of good stuff. So it's amazing. Well, and um, this is set to open March of 21. March of 21 is what we're on track for. Mm -hmm. So even though, you know, this is such a weird year with the close downs and so forth, I guess if you were going to pick a year to still be in construction. Mm-hmm. This is as good as any, I guess. Right. Yeah. So we're just, you know, reaching out to the groups and working on making those contacts so that when they're ready to come back, they know mm-hmm. that this is an, a great new option for them. And it's going to be beautiful oh, on the it's inside. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, look at, next year, <laughs> next year, mm-hmm. looking forward to, to the whole space, you know, being available uh, for folks. But it's so exciting to me that the young people that depend so much on showing these animals are still going to be able to do it. And here locally will be partnered, as you say, with the state fair. Mm-hmm. How many how many kids are involved? With this? So um, in years past, we've had as many as like 56, 5,700 livestock entries. Sometimes it's a kid showing, you know, multiple animals. Right. But um, I would say a 1,500 to 2,000 kids get involved with this. And um, it's just a really great opportunity. And, you know, unfortunately, because of this, so many shows have just canceled. So these kids spend a year Oh, and yes. it's amazing the responsibility and the time that they put into it, um, raising these animals and taking care of them and documenting it, because sometimes that's part of it. And um, So we were really excited to be able to continue. I mean, that's part of our mission, right? Ag education and scholarships. So to be able to carry that forward and keep that going and give those kids that opportunity to come show their animals. And then with the partnership with the State Fair, that just kind of doubled that for them. And um, we were really excited about that. So you've got some uh, some deadlines for them to enter and so forth. That's mm-hmm. uh, coming up in September. So the, the dates for the livestock show, that's like the end of September. So correct? September 30th through October 18th. We did space it out more um, because we could, mm-hmm. and um, it just made it easier for social distancing and all those kinds of requirements that we need to deal with this year. So, So earlier in September, though, is the bull riding, right? So, yes. Yeah, so we actually, PBR is coming to town. And PBR is what? Professional bull riding. Okay. And so they have their own velocity tour, and they're bringing it to Waco for actually two weekends. So we're very excited about that. So September 10th and 11th, and then the following weekend, the 18th and 17th and 18th. Eight, anyways, the following 18th and 19th, the following weekend. Um, so two weekends in September, we'll have PBR going on, um, which is really exciting. I think it's like 45 bull riders and then go through and then the top 15 do like a flash final round to like decide who's and they're they're the best they're, that night. they're riding for some real money too they're riding for some real money and some mean bulls so you know <laughs> i mean these guys are real athletes it's not easy i'm you're not getting me on one oh of those things. I'm, i know i know well and again uh, the same kind of social distancing so mm-hmm. not gonna be six thousand people so anyway. yeah so again it's that 50 percent capacity and we're doing you know seeing people in pods so um, it'll be more like 27, 2,800 people. But, you know, if, note, note to yourself if you want to do that. You can go ahead and get mm-hmm. your ticket early. Can they get those online? So they can, actually. They are on sale now. You can get mm-hmm. them online at the thexcoeventcenter.com and, yeah, or okay, you can go to PBR. So, so the rodeo, um, let's talk a little bit about that. So regular nights of the ridges like we would normally, right? So One Hot Rodeo is coming back again. It's a PRCA rodeo. We're going to have five nights this year, so we'll be on the weekend of October 10th and 11th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. And then the next weekend, which will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so we'll go the October 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then on Sunday the 18th, 
we're going to bring back the bullfights. Oh. So we introduced those last year, and it right. went over really well. There was standing room only in the Coliseum, and obviously that won't happen Can't this year. This You're going to have to get your ticket ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But um, we were really excited about that. It was a super fun show to have. Oh, my goodness. Well, you've got a dream job, though. I, <laughs> so I do. I know you're, you're busy as can be during the days of the fair and do such a great job and helping out the media. When we want to do stories, whether it's from the the lumberjacks or what, you know, we've <laughs> had a baboon or yeah, what. We, I've done all kinds yes, of stuff. Yes, you have done a lot of great stuff. <laughs> But we, we love it. We appreciate the exposure. And yeah. I say it's the best job I never knew I wanted. Yeah. I get to play cowgirl for, you know, a few days every October. <laughs> and it's awesome. I, I am very blessed. Well, let, let's talk about the Heart of Texas affair and, and the the organization. I think it might be a surprise to folks to learn it's, it's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, you touched on it a little bit ago about the scholarships and so forth. But but. Let's talk about the organization itself. Yeah, absolutely. So Heart Texas Fair and Rodeo is a 501c3, meaning that we are completely nonprofit. And our whole thing is about the scholarships for the kids, really. I mean, we in our mission statement, we talk about ag education for the community. So that's definitely important to us. But ultimately, you know, our big goal this year with being able to still hold the livestock show and being able to still have the rodeo is how to make sure that we st- continue to move forward in our scholarship giving to the kids and we don't have to go backwards. So typically between two hundred fifty dollars and $300,000 a year between academic scholarships and livestock show scholarships are given out through the Hard Texas Fair and Rodeo. So we want to make sure that that giving stays where it's at. We think it's really important. We want to help these kids as much as we can. And um, we're really excited. We love doing what we do. Yeah, you've given away millions, really, to students for Mm -hmm. their education. 3.25, I think, since it started. The program of giving started in 1991. And so since then, it's been about 3.25 million, so... Well, that that makes a huge difference uh, to a student who's who's working on a degree. Um, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be different, but it's going to mm-hmm. be great. And uh, any things people need to know about parking and so forth that do want to come to the rodeo, want to come to. Uh, are, are coming to the livestock show, maybe their kids showing. Yeah, absolutely. So the livestock show, we're not really encouraging spectators this okay. year. Um, however, you know, if your kid is showing, then you, you can be there with them and all that kind of stuff. And we will have it um, all videoed and online, so you can watch and see it all mm-hmm. uh, from the Chan- comfort and safety. Right, Channel 10 is uh, is. They one have of your sponsors, and I think they're doing some live streaming. Or? They do help us with some live streaming, and we've mm-hmm. actually partnered with a, with a separate company so that they can provide audio and visual like in all three rings Mm -hmm. so you can you can stay tuned that way through I think it's gold buckle media is who we work with on that and then also um, the food you can pull in off of lake air like we said there's no ticket required so that's fun we made that really (laughs) easily accessible kind of the same as what we did in May so it'll be really easy to to get in there and be able to get some of your fair food treats and then there will be parking available I think in front of the Coliseum I think in front of the new building that parking should be open and available and so We'll make sure to put out a map and, and put out signage and make it as easy for people as it can be so that they can come and enjoy if it's just food or if they're participating in the livestock show or if they want to come watch the rodeo. Well, there's going to be a lot of support for it. Of course, I know the concerts have always been a huge draw. Mm-hmm. And I used to live in that kind of the immediate area. And at night, I could go outside and I could yeah, hear you didn't hear, have to come. I could hear that. Well, I could hear it. <laughs> I could hear stuff. But... But, you know, I know that was a huge um, attraction for folks. Mm-hmm. And really through the year, there are a lot of other concerts that mm-hmm. you all host. So any idea when things might begin to well, open up for y'all? You know, Cody Johnson was supposed to do a concert for us in March. Um, kind of that 
as everything just started shutting down for COVID. So he is still slated to come back and do that concert in November. Good. So, you know, fingers crossed that is still happening right now. I mean, you can get your, if you had tickets back then, we are, we will be honoring those for the November show. If you did not get your tickets back then, but you know, you want to see Cody in November, then you can visit xcoventcenter.com and you can get your tickets now. So we're excited about that. And just hoping that, you know, things continue to kind of progress forward and that, kind of with where we're at with the 50% and knowing the guidelines and with every event, we're getting a little bit better about how to execute that. And so that we can keep moving forward and have things for the community and help people come back out and get together and still be safe. Well, I know you have a lot of support uh, through volunteers Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I like 500 volunteers. I think Mm -hmm. I saw. Yes. We have a great volunteer base. We couldn't do what we do um, without them. This year is a little bit different for them as well. So everybody's adjusting, but yeah, they're awesome. And we're always looking for more volunteers. I was going to say, how could somebody sign up if they want to help out? Again, they can, they can go to hotfair.com and, um, kind of over in, there's a tab that says get involved and you can click and kind of see what options there are like in a normal year with helping with the fair and rodeo. And there's a, a very easy application to fill out and then submit into us and, then we kind of, because we want to make sure that people are getting plugged in. We have about 23 different committees that somebody can be involved in. So we want to make sure that we're kind of getting them plugged in where they're going to enjoy themselves so that they'll want to keep serving and being part of our, our volunteer group. Well, it just does such a great thing in the community and, and is a huge impact on the lives of the kids that are helped out by the scholarships and, uh, of course, the cowboys that are you know applying their trade. They mm-hmm. want to still be able to, to perform and compete, and so they're still going to be able to, which is pretty exciting. Well, I like to uh, kind of wrap these uh, interviews up with um, kind of a questionnaire similar to the one that uh, – are you familiar with James Lipton? Of inside the actor's studio. Oh yes. Do you remember when I he used to do a little questionnaire at the <laughs> end? Okay, well, let's do it. Okay. What's your favorite word? That's a great question. What's my favorite word? Um. Now that you're asking, I don't know. I probably say things are amazing a lot, so we'll go with amazing. Okay. Well, works for me. What about your least favorite word? Uh, I can't. Yeah, you don't seem like the kind of person that find a way. Yeah, that, that that uses that much. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Hmm. Um, I would say spiritually, and it's um. I mean, can I say worship sure, songs? Sure. Like that really gets me going in the morning. Like put on the message through SiriusXM and get my day started right. Yeah. What turns you off? Hmm. Uh, I think just, you know, grumpy people. <laughs> Life's too short. Absolutely. And maybe COVID right now really turns yeah. me out. <laughs> yes, right. I think we are just tired of this whole thing for sure. Um, what sound do you love the most? Uh, I really love like the sound of the ocean which would explain why I went to the beach last week. That's <laughs> right. I know you had a great, you had a great, great vacation. Um, what sound do you hate? Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said earlier that this was the, the your favorite job you didn't know you wanted. Mm-hmm. So what other profession would you like to try? You know, when I was first in college, I always said I was going to be the next Katie Couric. Or Joan London, mm-hmm. and I actually did, you know, report for KWTX when I was fresh out of school. And um, I think if I could have, you know, just jumped straight to being able to interview all the famous people all the time, <laughs> and you know, not having to do the normal news stuff, it would have been would have been amazing. But um, also, you know, making more than minimum wage would have been amazing. But, 
You know, but I don't I know, know. <laughs> because I really had, you know, no idea about this world of fairs yeah. and rodeos prior to getting this job. And, and how long have you been? Uh, seven years now. Is it seven years? Mm-hmm. Oh, Charlie, well, you're doing a great job with it. Thank you. What what profession or what job do you know you would not like at all? Um, What profession would I not like at all? You know, I think I would be a terrible preschool teacher. <laughs> I don't have the patience. God bless them because I we know, need it's them. A calling. But it is just not my gifting at all. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. <laughs> all right. Finally, what do you want to hear God say as you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I, I just think well done and then point me to my dad. Because, oh. yeah, I long to see him again. So. Yeah, great reunion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a great reunion for us. I it know. doesn't Thanks seem so like much. it's been a long time since we, but you know, here it is almost a year later. Mm-hmm. And uh, time for the fair, time for the rodeo, a little bit different this year. Um, it, how can folks get more information about, you know, some of the particulars this year? Absolutely, really easy. Like you can follow us on Facebook. We are posting regularly about what's going on, you know, Hard Texas Fair and Rodeo or hotfair.com is another really simple way to stay in touch with what's happening. So either one of those things. All right, Charva, thank you so much. It's been fun. Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.